Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com forward slash credit card. This is the best of two pros in a couple Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. I think we got to come up with a new nickname for Nikola Jokic. Because hmm. Joker just doesn't seem applicable here. Because hmm. A, he's not joking. And B, <laughs> I don't. He doesn't strike me as a guy who's cracking jokes all the time. I, apparently, he's a funny guy behind the scenes. But it mm. is just this sort of ho hum, just kind of works, just kind of does his thing. And then you look and you go, "Is he a thirty twenty ten tonight?" And yes, in fact, he was thirty two twenty one and ten was the stat line for Jokic. I believe he uh, through the series thus far is shooting like sixty two percent from the field. Lavar, this guy's an animal, and it's just the most easy looking thirty twenty ten game that I can recall ever seeing in the history of the league. It's amazing, that's man. Just a, that's just how he plays. I mean, he makes it look really simple like he's just in a shoot around i mean his movements are very deliberate but they're just very slow you know but he can handle the ball really good he can shoot from from pretty much anywhere i mean you don't see him take deep balls um too often you know he doesn't shoot threes but anything in and around that rim and he's going to bang you i mean he he does shoot threes and he has made threes but in and around the the basketball the the rim he's just he's money because he he's got great vision and because he's got such uh has great vision he's able to make the passes when the defenses try to converge on him so it's like been all of these these you know debates on what do you do to try to win against Denver right now? Do you allow Jokic to to get his points and make everybody else beat you and different things like that? Listen, Bam out of Bayou Bayou is having a, a hell of a series, and he's aggressive against Jokic. He's he's. He's productive He's as well, well on the offensive side of the, the ball. So on, on the offensive side of the court, he is playing well. And and so I I think I think the idea of how you try to go about playing this team and beating this team is what they did in game two, which is you gotta make your mid range shots, um, you gotta make your deep balls and and you can't you can't keep it even or even be up by a little bit when when you go into halftime you've got to you've got to have a, a significant a significant lead like i'm talking double close to double digit lead going into halftime so that when you come out of halftime you got an opportunity to withstand some of what's going to take place with with Denver. I I think that that's kind of what it is in my my estimation. They're going to they're going to have to play 
some really, really extraordinary basketball to be able to win this series. I mean, I said that coming into it, Jonas, but I, th- I think it proved true last last night because I don't want to say it, it looked too easy for them to to get it because because Miami is they are they are competitive and probably more competitive than I I was giving them credit for coming into the series, but it did look like they were dominating Miami. Yeah. And, so, and, you know, I, Butler didn't, I mean, look, he had his stat line was okay. He had his 28 points, but it wasn't like he impacted the game like he did against Boston, like he did against New York, like he definitely did against Milwaukee. It's just, I, I mean, I look at it and I go, All right, well, the Heat already won because they're not going to get swept. So there, at least there's that. So they came back and they won game two. But this one was just sort of this, once you got to the second half, I think their lead was five going into halftime was Denver. Yeah. Once you got to the second half, that third quarter, they opened it up, and that was pretty much a wrap. And it was quick, too. Yeah, it was like. They opened it up on them pretty quick. Like they just, climbed to a double-digit lead pretty quickly. Like It was just, they was on them. You like know, if as you, soon as they came out, like if you were at a bar and you forgot to take a leak at halftime, and then you thought, oh damn, well let me, I'm going to go now early in the uh, third quarter, get this over with, and then I'll come back. You wash your hands, you get done. Hopefully, you wash your hands, you come out, and you sit down, and you go, what happened? Yeah, it just like there they are with an extended lead, and they're just they're getting production from other guys. Jamal Murray was fantastic. Well, that's 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 the storyline. They said it. That's the storyline that gets lost because of the way Nicola's playing, but. But Murray is probably the, the the singular biggest reason why the league climbs up to and balloons up as quickly as it does because he just he 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 can pull up from anywhere. First off, like he will he will bang he will bang a, a, a point out from anywhere on the court. Like yeah. he's a he's a pretty strong shooter. He's a but regular he, Zion Williamson, isn't he? Oof. Hey man, you know he's kind of a little bit like my hero now, man. Like I used to want to talk bad about him, but you know after what y'all sent me yesterday, I'm kind of a fan. I'm a fan. Um, we'll probably uh, touch on that at some oh, point. Will later we? On. Oh, we're going to touch it. <laughs> well, yeah, I believe that oh, okay. may be featured. A whole lot to touch. That may be featured in uh, Would You Rather an hour two. Uh, that is a know. whole lot to touch. But <laughs> is it okay to touch him again? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Rex. Um, but but I will say. I will say uh, Jamal Murray, he he creates pace. I, I was thinking Caldwell Pope would be the guy that would create the pace, um, but Caldwell Pope also gave some interesting commentary to Lisa Salters um, after I believe the first quarter, or maybe the second quarter. It was the first quarter, I believe, where he just said, "We just we just can't let Miami come out the gate on us." Like they can't get out on us quick. Yeah. We got to stay in the game early on, and and I think that that's the most telling piece of of information that has come from that series is that as long as as Denver can keep it close early on with with Miami, as as they move down the the the, the end of the game, I think they feel confident that they can actually overtake them with the minutes that they're playing their big-time players, I think they feel like with their conditioning, with their size and, and their length and their strength, that they can take over the game later on in the game. And it looked as though that strategy kind of kind of worked last night. Uh, well, Mike Malone, the head coach of the Denver Nuggets, spoke afterwards about just sort of his thoughts at this point in watching Jokic put on another classic performance here in Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Nothing he does surprises me ever. Uh, this guy has shown time and time again that he's built for these moments. He thrives in these moments, the biggest stage, and he did that once again tonight. So when it comes to the triple-double stuff, and Eddie Garcia mentioned this in his update, that Jokic and Jamal Murray uh, triple-doubles last night, it's the first time in the NBA where two players on the same team recorded a triple-double in the same game. So we've never seen it before. It's historic. And we've talked about in years past these triple double monsters that are out there and Russell Westbrook and we've mentioned this before was one of those guys that you looked at was always seemingly getting a triple double every game but it just felt different than when you watch Jokic get his it just it feels different because Westbrook 
it wouldn't be surprising if they would, you know, he would come up with a triple double and it would be like, all right, yeah, that's awesome, but they still lost the they game. Lost, it just yeah. it just felt a little empty. With Jokic, it's not like he's picking up some meaningless assists where, you know, he he finds a guy who's who hits a three from the corner. Like the offense really does revolve around him. He'll get the oh, ball yeah. at the top of the key, they'll set a screen, and then he dictates where it goes. Like there was a there was a, a point where Brown cut to the basket and just his vision to find him, Aaron Gordon, his vision, like him and Gordon have this connection where they know where to be, where to go, and when you watch the way he plays, I just wonder, we've talked about the Steph Curry element where Steph Curry gave gave guys who were, you know, 6-3 and under who maybe didn't want to go inside, hope, because if you get your shot good enough, next thing you know, maybe you've got a a chance in this league and a chance to be a productive basketball player. I wonder, are we going to see an explosion in popularity of a guy like Jokic, who's a big man, who, yes, you know, if, if he wants to hit an outside shot, he can, but it's his passing that really sets everything else up because the way he's working his triple-double into these games as opposed to Westbrook and some of these other guys have in the past, completely different. It just feels different. It looks different. And I just wonder if it's going to change the game moving forward. It looks sustainable, too. You know, playing at that that pace and at that speed, you'd assume that he could do that for a really, really long time. Like, we could see him be in his 60s and still be out there. Yeah you know, playing that game because it's probably going to be the same, same speed and it'll translate. Uh, but I, I'm, I doubt he'll make it to a 60s playing point. Um, but cool though. <laughs> you will see probably people, probably franchises copycatting, trying to find that next Nikola Jokic. I, I think that that's, that's pretty fair to think that you know being a copycat league they want to try to bring in guys that they feel are the most effective type of players and although they may not have the same exact characteristics as a Nicola I think that franchises see the value and what a guy like that brings to the table and then now you add those things those elements to your scouting report because I mean they talked about his scouting grade and his report coming out or coming into the draft and it wasn't very flattering you know it was it, it was almost like how Tom Brady was right yeah like just the the way they evaluated him they they basically evaluated him as a pretty pretty I'll say average prospect you know and and so but when you look at the way his his basketball IQ plays out on on the court and his acumen to to be able to know when to pass, know when to shoot, create that spacing and the opportunities for the other guys and make no mistake about it. I like this quote that came out of the game yesterday. They said that we're not a team of one guy, but we're a team that knows who our guy is. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool quote. Because that's why you have the relationship between a, a Jokic and a Gordon or a Murray and a Gordon. Like, when you looked at, you know, Westbrook, what did you feel when when he was out there with KD and James Harden? And, and He a, wants a, to be the guy. He wants to be the guy. Yeah. You know, and, and now you got a team of, well, who's the guy? Is it Harden? Is it is it KD? Is it Russ? Russ seems to be the more dominant personality. They defer to Russ, but it, maybe they shouldn't have. And, you know, and, and you see that fall, fall short. They kept falling short. But here I think they understand the balance of it all, including Jokic. He understands the balance of it all. And – they play off of each other fairly well. If they're able to keep that team together, it's a pretty dangerous team to deal with, man. They yeah. they could they could go on. A healthy Denver Nuggets could go on a, a little bit of a run if they're able to hold that together. But anyway, they got to get out of this series. But they're, they're playing. They look really good last night. They played good, strong defense. Um, and they they spread the ball around. Guys were scoring. Porter Porter Jr. He still ha- he still hasn't really really gotten really into the the series offensively. Neither has Pope. And and I think that that may be that might be on on par for this series. I guess. But if they were to catch on fire um, 
Oh, it'll be a wipeout. It might, it might get ugly. Yeah. It might get ugly. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Albert Breer is a senior NFL reporter at the MMQB and you can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer and he is a tradition every single Thursday here on the show. AB, what's happening? Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, sir. All right, so I got to ask you because I saw this uh, in uh, your Tuesday notes on in, on SI.com <laughs> that there could be uh, some more uh, people getting popped for gambling in the NFL. Yeah, I know, uh-oh. obviously, Isaiah Rogers. Uh, what can you tell us? How, how much worse is this going to get for the league here? Well, they're investigating a lot of guys, and I, I think there's some pushback now in that um, you know, I, I feel like there's players who've been popped who feel like the league and the teams weren't clear enough about what the rules were. And the fact that a lot of this wasn't negotiated with the union, I think, is also an issue. So there's a lot of, like, backroom dealing going on right now, I'd say. Um, what winds up happening, we'll see. Um, and I think there's, like, a fair discussion to be had here. I mean, look, like, no one thinks what I say Rogers did is okay, right? Like, NFL players cannot 
gamble on NFL games for very obvious reasons. And I, I, I wouldn't even say the league is being hypocritical when it comes to that specifically, um, because that, you know, would call into question the integrity of any game and, you know, any sports league can't have that. But when you're talking about, you know, gambling on the Kentucky Derby or gambling on a college basketball game and like the, you, you can do it like from, like the minute you leave the parking lot, but you can't do it from the locker room. I think there are fair questions to ask about that, especially when the league's taking money from Caesars and from DraftKings and from FanDuel and everybody else. And so, um, yes, there are a sizable number of, of players that are under investigation right now. Um, I'll be interested to see where it goes next because I think there is some question about how this was all negotiated. And then, you know, how clearly the rules were communicated to the players. I'm going to switch gears um, and, and ask you about the commanders and, and in particular, more specifically, um, one of your probably, I guess, somebody you're a fan of in uh, Chase Young. You, you said he looked pretty, pretty good in, in many camps. Can you give us an update on, on us? Because Jonas was basically calling him uh, a Jadavion clown. Um, do you, I mean, what do you and, – and listen, Jadavion was able to make, uh, I think, at least one or two Pro Bowls. Do you think right. that Chase Young can, can kind of get back to that type of form where he could actually be a, a Pro Bowl caliber player again? I, you know, I think the name, bringing up Clowney's name, isn't – unfair just because I mean if you guys remember Devin Clowney you know really had a serious knee injury in his first game as a pro and underwent microfracture surgery and um, it doesn't get more serious than that you know um, for a player Um, and so like Clowney came back from that but I think there was always this feeling that you know maybe the reason he was never able to reach the high-end potential that initially made him the first pick in the draft all the way back in 2014 was because of the knee injury. And so, um, you know, I think that's where the comparison is fair in that Chase Young's ACL tear um, in 2021 wasn't just an ACL tear. It was a multi-ligament tear. It was a devastating knee injury. And, um, you know, I, I know, like, one of the big reasons Washington didn't pick up the option um, you know, in bet back in May was because when he came back from the injury last year, he didn't look like anything close to himself. It was ugly in practice. They were questioning whether, whether or not they should just shut him down for the rest of the year. Um, and when he got back, you know, into games and he had very limited action, um, he just, you know, like, like it's fair to look at it and say, like, we're, you know, over a year out now, where is this going to go from here? And, you know, now I think the, you know, like with the option turned down, with the option having been turned down, and, um, you know, I think the, the commanders were open to, to talking about a trade on him before the draft. Um, they wanted to wait and see what he looks like on the field, and now they've actually seen him out on the field. They feel a lot better about it. So mm. it doesn't mean he's going to get back to the form he, he achieved as a rookie when he was the, the defensive rookie of the year. But some good signs there, and I'd say now it's highly unlikely they'll trade him because of, of what they've been able to see at minicamp this week. He looks a lot better. Hmm. Albert, can I throw a uh, kind of a peek into the future? I don't want to say conspiracy theory because I don't think it's a conspiracy. Yeah. But how, how crazy you think this thought is? That the, speaking of the commanders, the Washington commanders are picking number one overall in the draft next year. Yep. They're taking Caleb Williams, who's from the area. Yep. And they're bringing Lincoln Riley with him. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun, right? I mean, I'm just saying, like, if if they're picking number one overall in the draft, I would assume Ron Rivera is not the coach next year. I think he's kind of alluded to that as well, too. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, like, and, and, you know, it's funny when people bring that up. It's like, are the commanders tanking? It's like, Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney cannot afford to tank because no. if they tank, there's a new owner coming in and. If they, I, I would say if they don't make the playoffs, they're in trouble. Yeah. If they're the worst team in the league, I mean, they're gone before the years, before the season's over. You know, so, I mean, look, like we know the way this goes, and Josh Harris is going to be approved at the end of July, beginning of August, and he's going to come in and he's going to say all the right things about giving these guys a fair shot to prove themselves and all the rest of it. 
you guys know the score as well as I do. Every new owner wants to bring in his new people, and he's looking for an excuse to bring in his new people, mm-hmm. his own people. And we saw what happened in Denver, right? Nate Hackett had one year to prove himself, even though it was his first year they hired him as a young head coach. And, no, it didn't go well. But in a lot of circumstances like that one, you'll see a guy like that get a second chance. And Nathaniel Hackett didn't get a second chance because you know, he wasn't hired by the new owners. And so the new owners come in. And they take a huge swing and go and hire Sean Payton. And it certainly stands to reason that that could happen here, too, where, you know, new ownership comes in and they want to kind of change the feel in the organization and um, sort of put their stamp on it right away and take a big swing like that. And so, um, you know, I don't know what the Sean Payton type of swing would be for Josh Harris, but I think trying to get Lincoln Riley out of USC would certainly be in that category as far as big swings go. Wow. Uh, I, I still don't understand. Can you can you explain? I had another question, but I would love to hear your reasoning on tanking a season. How is it possible for a an NFL team to be able to tank a season? Like, how does that think, even work? Yeah, well, so here's what I think is going to happen this year, LaVar, because I think tanking because of Caleb Williams' presence in the draft class, because of Drake May's presence in the draft class, Tanking is going to be a big subject when we get to October and November and December with teams that are at the bottom of the league, right? And I I think if you look at the teams now that would be in that running, it's a lot of teams that either, A, have a first-year head coach, or, B, have a coach who's at the end of the the road, right? So in both those cases, it would be hard for either coach in that sort of situation to engineer a a tanking plan because if you're the coach at the end of the road, um, then, you know, losing is going to mean you get fired. You won't be the one making that pick anyway. And if you're a first-year coach, you have to establish something. And it can be pretty fatal um, to your ability to succeed if that's the first impression players are getting of you. So I don't think it happens in September and October. However, what happens when we get to the trade deadline? And what happens when owners or a general manager gets googly eyes over the idea of I could wind up with Caleb Williams or Drake May? You know, what happens then? And I think what could happen is we could see with maybe four, five, six teams at the bottom of the league as active a fire sale as we've ever seen before, where teams are unloading players and trying to get draft capital and looking at it and saying, let's find a way to manage our roster creatively so we're in position to get the first pick. And then we have all these draft picks on top of the first pick to build around that young quarterback. That's where I think it could happen. And if you're doing that before the trade deadline, then what are you doing down the stretch? You're probably engineering things to get the first pick. So that doesn't mean you're telling players in your locker room, go over there and lay down. You know what I mean? You're not saying that. But if you have a star player who has an injury, maybe you shut him down for the year. So I think that that's the sort of stuff that's going to be on our radar when we get to October, November, December, because you've got not one but two quarterbacks in this year's class that I think could be the first pick in any year's class. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB, uh, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. So I wanted to ask you, at this point in OTAs, have you heard from anybody that you've talked to around the league about a player or two, and it doesn't have to be a rookie, it could be somebody entering a, a big year, that's really stood out, that's made, you know, obvious improvements, even just in OTAs thus far as we get set for training camp coming up next month? Um, you know, I, the one team, and I, and I wrote about them this week, so it's just kind of like front of mind for me. Um, I know Seattle is very excited about where they are. Um, and, you know, it's Geno Smith sort of setting the tone, and really, like, pushing to build on what was a breakthrough year for him last year, obviously. But it's the group of second-year players, too, there. You know, so it's, um, it's, it's Kenneth Walker, it's Charles Cross, it's Abe Lucas, it's, um, you know, Kobe Bryant, Tariq Wall in a corner. You know, Seattle's like this team that's like, you know, kind of, I would say, flying under the radar right now where you're starting to get the vibes you got like, you know, 12, 13 years ago when Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman and all those young guys were sort of building the program in Seattle. And so, like, I think that, like, if you're asking about a team that, like, looks like it's, like, positioning itself to take a big step forward, 
Um, because of a group of players, I'd say it's that one. And I'd say it's because of the quarterback. And I'd say it's because of that young second-year group. And then they've got the rookie class coming up behind them, you know, and obviously going and getting Devin Witherspoon and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, Seattle just kind of strikes me as this team where, you know, we could be looking at three or four second-year players who grow from really good rookies into pro bowlers or all pros. And now all of a sudden Seattle's set up to win for the next few years the same way they were when, when, when again, like the Earl Thomases, the Cam Chancellors, the Richard Shermans came of age there 12 or 13 years ago. A.B., talk to me about what's going on, the latest in, in Arizona. Obviously, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was released and is still looking for work. I find that to be a tad bit curious um, because there are a few teams out there, especially the one he just visited in, in Tennessee that is in need of uh, a big-time receiver. But what's the what's the latest uh, – on what's going on in Arizona because it seems as though they are tallying up the type of reputation where they may be the most talked about team in the National Football League this year. Yeah, well, it's been a bizarre offseason for sure, right? Like, I mean, from, you know, the allegations against Michael Bidwell that were, you know, um, that were levied by Terry McDonough, the former you know, vice president of player personnel, to the NFLPA stuff, which was just, I mean, comical. I, I don't know, LeVar, were you ever charged for a meal if you stayed late at the facility? <laughs> <laughs> well, they said they were, char- they said they were charging for meals at, 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 in Washington for, for cups of coffee, too. So I don't, you know, I won't get too carried away on that one. Wait a second. They were charging for cups of coffee. In <laughs> didn't you see the Didn't you see the dig that Mike um, McDaniel made on uh, on Washington? Where he said if he'd have known something or something or another, you know, because he was paying for his cups of coffee. <laughs> there was something that there was something Mike McDaniel say he took a dig, but apparently, I guess you were they paying for your cups like of coffee at one good. point. They got like a coin op like Keurig in there. Or I would. Hey, listen, I wouldn't put that past that man. And and by the way, you know it's one of those devices where it's not a dollar; it's a dollar twenty-five to really make it a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, corners, yeah. it would have been. It would have been a quarter dip. It would have been a tap. <laughs> you would have been able to tap your credit card. You know. Um, yeah. So like I, I mean, between like the you know between the tampering thing and the the NFLPA thing and you know the. Obviously, the, the the Terry McDonough thing with the owner it's it's been a weird off season there, and um, you know, look, like I think what Monty Austinfort and, and and Jonathan Gannon, who I think are two, they were two real solid hires, um, you know, through their actions over the last couple months and the way that they've sort of structured things, it really looks like this is going to be a big transition year, and. You know, you, you you look at, like, where um, their draft capital is gone, where they're pushing picks into next year, um, and how young their staff is, and how they've, you know, had to move on from some older veterans. And, look, like, I think that they're doing all the right. They're doing what they need to do. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing, I think, what anybody would do in that position where you got really, really old. You know, like, J.J. Watt, Rodney Hudson, A.J. Green, like, they were old. And somebody needs to come in and hit the reset button. And so they're not going to be very good this year, you know, so throw another log in the fire and they're going to have to ride this year out. You know, maybe a year from now we're talking about them being the team that wound up with Caleb Williams and Kyler Murray being somewhere else. Um, It's, I would say, not going to be the winningest year in Arizona, but, um, but I think it's going to be a really, really interesting year just because of all of those different subplots going on. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, Senior NFL Reporter at the MMQB. Always kind enough to join us on a Thursday. AB, always great stuff, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, next week we need stories uh, from LeVar on that, like, $7 cheeseburger he had to buy in Washington <laughs> at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday night. <laughs> oh, please. He's got plenty of those, I'm sure. Uh, that'll be fun. I don't uh, even know that they served food there. When I think maybe at the end they started serving food. We, was, we had to order our lunch. It was cup of noodles and uh, stuff like that you had to yeah, pay door, for. Yeah, they, they, they got a DoorDash lunch there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Albert, uh, uh, have a good rest of your Thursday. We'll do it again next week, man. All right. Thanks, guys.
Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. So the big story while the NBA was trying to figure out how much longer it wanted to take in between games before it tipped off game three was the Live and PGA Union the live tour and the pga tour are now one and there was a lot of people who we had not heard from a lot of people who hadn't spoken out yet we had heard rumblings about a players meeting on the pga tour in which they laid into jay monahan the pga tour commissioner and you heard it from uh, some of the live golfers who were on social media taking some victory laps and kind of letting everybody know we were right the entire time and you were wrong and etc cetera, etc cetera. and jay monahan talked about him being a hypocrite like we broke it all down a deep dive yesterday on PGA and live in their relationship. And then Rory McIlroy decided to step right up. 
And he decided to talk about his involvement. There was a report out there, some rumblings that the Live Tour at one point maybe offered Rory McIlroy $500 million to join the tour. There were some rumblings that Tiger Woods was offered like seven, $800 million to join the tour. But they showed support. They showed loyalty for the PGA Tour, only to find out we're all shopping in the same store together now. And so here was Rory McIlroy yesterday talking about the situation. I know you and many other golfers were offered substantial amounts of money to join Live. I was never offered oh, any money. My, oh, my apologies. Uh, should the golfers who maybe stayed loyal and turned down Live, should they be made whole financially? <laughs> I mean, the simple answer is yes. The complex answer is how does that happen? Mm-hmm. Right? And that's all That's all gray area and up, up, up in the air at the minute. But yeah, there's... You know, it's hard to it's hard for me to not sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb and you know, feeling like I've put myself out there and this is what happens. Again, removing myself from the situation, I see how this is better for the game of golf. There's no denying that. But for me as an individual, yeah, I there's just gonna have to be conversations that are had. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get this straight. You ain't getting that money back, player. <laughs> you should have took the ridicule. You, you should have took the road less traveled. You should have took a chance and believed in yourself. You was watching them cats on that private jet. You was getting jealous. Yeah, you were a sacrificial lamb, my guy. You know why? Because you didn't take the money. My favorite, my favorite part about we all this. We should be made whole. Right. No, you shouldn't. My favorite part about all this is he was very quick to point out, I was never offered any money. Yeah, and then right. when it came to the end of the quote, it was like, yeah, I think we should be compensated for something. It's like, okay. So so you you taking the stance that you took, was it for moral purposes? Was it because you were outraged by the quote-unquote blood money that was part of the live tour? Or were you just assuming that you were in the right lane, they were all in the wrong one, and you guys were never going to merge into traffic together, and now you look like an a-hole, and you don't have any of the money that those guys made on top of all that? That's what well, it feels like to me. That's why he's bitter. It just sounds a little disingenuous. Like to say, like to say, yes, if you were offered money, you should be made whole after something like this. Like, right. no, <laughs> no. That's like that's like the 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 scenario you were giving out about Tiger Woods. Like, if if I get this deal done here, but it happens after, like. If, if my deal happened after, I don't know you anything. But if it happened during, then I owe you. The bottom line is, is that you didn't make a move. You made a decision. The PGA Tour didn't keep y'all from making that decision. They might have told y'all what advised you what not to do and what to do. Or you might have had a whole lot of people sitting there telling you this is career suicide and all those guys like Brooks Kepka and all of them who are taking the money, this is career suicide for them. You really. chose to you chose to play it safe. Ain't no PGA need to pay, make you whole. That's less money. That's that's less money that that whoever that that public fund is and and that from the Saudis that's 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 funding this. Um, that's less money they had to pay to get to where it is that they wanted. And which, by the way, it made me start thinking. What if they started? What if this public fund wanted to do this? Would say pro football yeah what's to say that now this hasn't set a a new precedence for how to infiltrate american sports yeah american athletics i I brought it up yesterday wwe's been going over there for a few years now they got a lot of the heat that a lot of the live golfers got and they keep going over and in fact they're going over more now because of how much money's brought in like, if you're willing to take the backlash initially, the amount of revenue and the amount of cash that those that they're willing to offer in in situations like this, I, I I mean, that like this type of money, like the NFL is rich and flush with cash. They're not this flush with cash. Like like the Saudis, like that's a level of income and a level of money that even Jay Monahan's like, look. Yes, I'm a hypocrite, but damn, that's a lot of cash. Like this, 
I, I, I do. I, I was thinking about that as well, too. I wonder, could this potentially be a threat to, you know, some other establishments as far as leagues go uh, when it comes to, you know, football or basketball or whatever, if this could be the start of, of what else could happen here? I do wonder. Well, I think that that's a that's a very interesting proposition. Um, I would be curious to hear what Q would have to say on this because you know he he always brings the numbers and the 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 evidence and and you know he breaks out his copious notes of all things like this. But I would say I would wonder what would be like. Think about it. You're you're talking about a public fund in a place where that money is the longest money I've heard of outside of uh, a few um, situations in Africa. But I've heard that money is super, super, super long. Like, guaranteed contracts? Why why not guaranteed contracts? Oh, Deshaun Watson, you guys, oh, I can bring over the, the you know, Trevor Lawrence's, the, the, the Justin Herbert's, the, uh, the Tariq Hill's. I can get, you know... Aaron Rodgers. What? Yeah. I can bring these players over. All I have to do is give them guaranteed contracts. Look at the money that they're generating in the NFL. Let's infiltrate them. Let's start our own league. Let's start giving the the best players that they have, like, uh, a a guaranteed amount uh, on, on their contracts. And let's start football teams. We can plug in the rest of these guys. There's enough football players running around where you can plug in the rest of these guys. These are going to be the ones that are selling tickets and making this thing go. Like, let's let's do it. Who's to say that that isn't what could happen next? Yeah, and, and just the, the whole uh, Roy McElroy and his just crying about – you know, uh, I was never offered anything, and uh, it's blood money, and he just it's disgraceful what they've done. But, I mean, since we're here, I'll take some of it as a make good. You know, I'll, I'll take some of your money as a make good. Okay, so it's blood money then, but now it's make good money. Okay, I just I want to make sure that we've got this clear. It just, the whole thing's hilarious, man, just to see how many of these guys are so bitter and just still are holding on to that. Well, I, I it needs to it need to make it right for us. It's like, you ever had like a, a piece of hair, you find a piece of hair in your food at a restaurant? You ever had that happen? Or like, a, you know, a fingernail? Something or like something, something in your drink. I've seen particles in my drink. Oh, that's, yeah. that's really like, that's a real big turn off. It, it's like, if I saw something in my food the last thing i want is the same meal that i just ordered that had like a piece of hair or a fingernail in my food it's like yeah. when they come back to the tables and oh we'll remake it for you yeah I, I don't want you to remake it like i just i, I don't want to get that you know i'll get something because they else. ain't remaking it they just yeah. pulled that nail out yes. and, and, and <laughs> let it sit under the heater right. for a minute and then put it back out there it's like, like run it back out it's like roy McElroy saying uh, no, take this food back. But they bring out the exact same one, and he says, "Okay, I guess now I'll take it. All right, and n- now now I'll take it. You know, as long as long as you know part of it's comp, I guess now I'll take it. Just the whole the whole thing is comedy. It's man. just you played it safe. You played it safe when others didn't, and no, you shouldn't be compensated for playing it safe. You shouldn't. Bottom line is you shouldn't." And and it's so crazy because now you expose yourself for being a hypocrite. Yep. Totally agree. Just by sitting there saying that, like, okay. So it wasn't really about being true Americans and, and patriotism and all these things. It was about, like, you trying to preserve yourself, self, self-preservation. And on the other side of this, when this crumbles in people's faces to live toward that is, then we're the ones that look like good good, good patriots. We, we did it the right way. We're the good soldiers. Yeah, well, what happens when the, 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 the team you're a part of the 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 soldier team the soldier group you're a part of sells out to to the enemy like you you thought you won the war but you had only won a battle the war was still being waged and clearly whoever chose live and took those big ass bags of money they won the war in the end and they're probably going to be taken care of and they're probably going to be reverenced by the people that that did the deals with them early on because you don't get this deal done unless the golfers that joined not only joined but played well played well in the pga 
And I would love to know how many of the golfers that joined the Live Tour, I would love to know how many of them joined just for the money or how many of them joined, yes, because of the money, but also because, hey, dude, we're going to end up in the same spot anyways. So why not take the money? Like, yeah, we got to wear it for a couple of years, but eventually we're all going to be in the same spot. And the PGA Tour, with all its flaws, can't just continue to say no to this type of cash, knowing what it could do to the entire sport and everybody involved in it. I wonder how many of them said, this is our opportunity to make on top of what we're going to make when we finally join forces together. This is what our opportunity to make an extra hundred million dollars knowing what was down the road because I get the feeling guys like Phil Mickelson Greg Norman has been all about this for years now you mentioned Donald Trump who predicted this uh, what was it a couple of years ago or last year yeah, like saying, last year he predicted like, the take, take the money it's going to happen eventually I wonder how many people also had the same thought and that's part of the reason why they did this because they said we'll take the blowback for two years but that hundred million dollars you can't get back and 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 the way we go with the live and PGA relationship that moved forward it's uh it's pretty funny to watch it's two pros and a cup of joe here fox sports radio it's lavar errington brady quinn or not brady quinn that was a freudian slip there huh? yeah. well, sorry about i mean that. he is a part of this show yeah that's you know? true he's just not in right yeah, he's now. not here yeah but lavar he errington and jonas knox are here that's yeah, what i know um, I'm done. yes <laughs> yes he is hmm not for people, good, everybody. Relax. People still want to know what happened to Berto, too. They said, what happened to Berto and Brady? Yeah, yeah. A package deal. It's a little different, you know. Yeah, it's a package deal. Is um, everything okay with Brady? <laughs> you find this man. We can't. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io.